Hey, folks, welcome to Free Press Sports with Carlson, Sean, uh, Andrew. Um, well, first of all, we're going to hear from Andrew Hammond today, which is a shock. And I think a treat and uh, I think it's something you guys will enjoy. But, Andrew, we don't have Carlos today. He's on a, a, a break. I don't know where he is. Do you remember where he was going? Uh, I don't know. Um, Indiana, like, maybe? La- yeah, I could listen to last week's show, but that would require me hopping off. No, 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 and, no. Don't do and, that. Don't do that. No, okay, no. He, okay. he was going to Indiana, and if I'm not mistaken, he was going back up to Mackinac. You yeah, know, that's, probably, that's such a Carlos you know. place to go. Not that there's anything wrong with Mackinac. We're not judging, but you know that that's that sounds like Carlos, right? Did did he need the break from you, or did he need the break from me? That's the question. No, I'm sure it was me. I'm sure it was me. He maybe just needed a break from the free press. In any case, we we <laughs> wish Carlos a good recovery, some recuperation, a good break. He deserves it. He'll be back with us uh, next week. But Andrew, I think yes. you know. I think this works out for us because we have a guest host today. Absolutely. That you just met. Yes, like 10 minutes ago. And for all y'all out there that love Michigan State, you know, look, this isn't, we didn't book this guest because we're trying to say, hey, there's no blue wall here at the Detroit Free Press. But, you know, I'm just saying, right? Facts are facts. We're we're about to let Kalina, excuse me, Kalina. Oh, my goodness. I've forgotten how to pronounce your last name. This is terrible. Can I say Kanise? It's niece. Niece. The K what? is silent. I know, but I, I, I thought I heard uh, our other podcast mate, uh, Mike Elric, who's a really good reporter at the Detroit Free Press, obviously, who's got the soul of Detroit. I thought I've heard him say Kenise. Maybe he's just joking. He's said a million things wrong a million times, and he, he'll figure it out one day. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we want to welcome in Andrew Kalina, niece, who is a, a soon-to-be junior at Michigan State. And she was on the rowing team up there, and she's from Lake Orion, or at least went to Lake Orion High School. I'm not sure she's from there. That's a bad reporting. On it. Okay, good. She's from Lake Orion. Went to to Michigan State to row. Is still at Michigan State. Is in the journalism school. So my is minoring in broadcast journalism and sports. And she is part of the ML Solo Detroit podcast. Occasionally, we kind of have her. Mike Elwick tells us we have her in here as a what an nil our nil athlete our name image and likeness yeah. athlete but that's just a ruse frankly she's uh she's fun and uh has a lot a lot to say a lot of observations so we, we just like keeping her around over there so we thought we'd bring her over here andrew does that work out for you yeah that's perfect okay that that, that is absolutely perfect somebody's got to keep you and i on the straight and narrow well that's true and um she's also gonna she's here to keep me in line for a couple of things i've written lately but anyway welcome kalina sorry about that uh way too long edition but thanks thanks for joining us today well thanks for having me i'm glad to be here and you're glad to be able to talk you know you come to you come to the studio the uh soul of detroit studio and mike keeps you quiet doesn't he sometimes Sometimes I get to talk, but most of the time he's just talking right over me. I know, I know. Well, listen, to, to, before before we get uh, started on the, the topics we're going to get into, well, first of all, I, w- I want to say Kalina has a, a, a podcast called Exposure. She's about to start up another one called Roundup, which is sort of a, a news of the day podcast that's going to involve somebody from the state news and a couple other people. You want to tell us about that real quick? Yeah, so Roundup is a roundtable type news discussion. I'll have people from City Pulse, State News, Focal Point, which are all other student-run news associations, and they'll come in to Impact 89 FM, the radio station I work for, and we'll all just talk about a different topic that we're writing about, researching, just something new in the news each week, and it's a lot of fun, and I'm excited to get started with it. Um, 
the kid who ran the podcast before me just graduated and he did a great job with it. And now me moving into a different position, I'm excited to get to do something new and kind of put my own little spin on it. So it'll be a lot of fun. Do you like to write also? I'm not sure if we've ever actually talked about that. Um, I prefer broadcasting over writing, but I do uh. do some writing. Um, right now I have a couple articles for Impact 89 FM and then a couple for Spartan Newsroom, but I'd much rather do broadcasting than like print writing. So you want to sit in a pine into a microphone like Andrew? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Okay. That's the first shot. Okay. Oh, no. 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 Or, or, or like Carlos. I think Carlos would be happy if he didn't have to write at all, right? If he could just, you know, if he's driving around and he thinks of somebody he wants to get into or troll or rip, he just records it real quickly and sends it off. <laughs> and we publish it as an audio file. And he had to write it all. I think well, that, my that goal after school is to be a producer. I'd love to be a news producer or a sports producer. I love making graphics and writing scripts and doing all that kind of stuff. So okay. I like the behind the scenes of the broadcast. Well, well, I, well, I don't blame you for that at all. Well, listen, we're, we're going to we brought Colleen in here today because we, we have several subjects we wanted to get into. One, the Big Ten expansion with USC and UCLA. And we want to get her perspective as a, a student athlete. And what that uh, what that means in the real world, and not just you know those of us out here that have one opinion about it or the other. And then we want to talk about the the, the House bill, Senate bill that could make uh, it possible to take alcohol into football college, excuse me, football, basketball, and hockey stadiums in this state. Why only those three? I mean, you know, why why can't we go to a rowing event and drink? By the way, right? Because it's in a park somewhere in the middle of nowhere. No one. Well, that makes it great. Whatever you want into that. Okay, so yeah, all right, we're going to talk about that, and then and then we may have time to get into this idea of you know the Michigan Michigan State rivalry in terms of coverage in this state. And Kalina probably has some thoughts on the, the the Great Blue Wall, but before we get into that, real quick, I just wanted to get a little bit more of your your background about how you got into rowing and uh, what it was like to what's it like to row at the at the collegiate level, and and did you like being a student athlete? Well, I started. Well, I've always been an athlete since I was two years old. I've been doing sports. This past year was the first year in over 18 years that I haven't been doing like a team athletics. So I was just always doing sports as a kid. And by time I always did volleyball in high school, by time I was about a junior, I kind of realized I'm not going to go anywhere with volleyball. I was too short, just never could make it as a collegiate volleyball athlete. So I was just kind of moving on from the idea of being an athlete in college when actually one of the coaches at the University of Wisconsin reached out to me and said, hey, we saw your recruiters page. I know you haven't rode before, but come and try. So my junior in between my junior and senior year of high school, um, I just went out to Wisconsin for a week. I was like, all right, we'll try this. And they taught me how to row. And it was with a bunch of other girls from all over the country. And I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. So at the end of the week, I went up to their head coach and I said, hey, I kind of want to continue doing this. Is there any clubs around me, like in the Metro Detroit area? She looked me dead in the eye and said, don't worry about that. You can walk onto any Division One team as is. And that was after my first, I was just rowing for a week. So after that, I just kept rowing on the rowing machines, kept up with it, was reaching out to coaches and that's when I got my offer from Michigan state. So I was just kind of just staying in shape and doing stuff. Then 2020 hit. So that was a lot of fun and trying to figure out how to continue rowing when 
there were no sports, there was nothing going on. But overall, I would say my experience as like a student athlete was really fun. It's really cool, especially when I went in in 2020, when it was only student athletes on campus. So we really got to build our little community of a lot of friends who are athletes. Um, and it was a lot different than I was expecting my freshman year of college to be. But I was so excited that I got to, you know, meet people and row on a I mean, the Big Ten is one of the most competitive um, conferences for rowing, that in the Ivy League. So I'm sure Andrew knew that, right, Andrew? Um, <laughs> kind of. Um, I, I have some friends who um, who rowed in the Pac-12, so I kind of under I kind of got a sense of how rowing culture is. So, uh, yeah, basically anything that has a body, anything that's close to a body of water, I'm assuming there's a, a, a big rowing community there. So you were a natural, yeah, Kalina, kind of like Steph Curry picking up a basketball. I mean, it was just one of those things where rowing is not a hard sport to learn. You just have to be athletic. And I just happened to be the right build, the right, like everything just lined up for me. And it was never something I thought I was going to do. It was so just like a jockey, right? Yeah. It's you just, happen to be, you just happen to be built for it. Mm -hmm. Or seven footer. Shoulders, nice and tall, nice and long. That's all you need. Sure, sure. So a seven footer. It's funny because uh, I was out in Vegas last week for NBA summer ball. And part of the experience of summer ball is that it's not just the, the, the players that are on the court in the, in the arena, the concourses, it's kind of an NBA sort of reunion from retired players and even, even current players who aren't going to play summer ball because they're not rookies and guys trying to make, find a spot in the league. So they're basketball players everywhere in the concourse, everywhere you look you know, six, 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 seven, all, you know, and then on up. And it's really kind of interesting to walk around and see all that height in, in one place. And one thing that really strikes me, and I've been there a couple of times now is that a lot of the, the, the guys that are six ten, six nine, or six, nine, six, six, 11 taller, that they don't carry themselves with the same kind of joy. And that's not to say that they don't love playing basketball, but you get the sense, Kalina, a lot of people that are just tall, we're just thrown into it because they're tall, right? Mm -hmm. Not because they, they love basketball. So I oh, just yeah. wonder, I wonder if that's you and you rowing, right? I mean, a little bit like I was always a volleyball player, but five, seven is not tall enough to be a volleyball player. And so that's why rowing was like, well, as long as you're strong and you have long legs, it doesn't matter. Right. No, that, that, that makes sense. So so you rode for about a you rode for about a year at state, and then what happened? Um, I ended up getting injured, and we have standards every year. And if you don't make your standards, then you can't continue for the rest of the year. And the coaches knew I was injured, and they told me I could take time to recover, and I have a standing opening to come back at any time. But I did my time. I got my varsity letter. I did what I needed to do at state. I think I'm gonna just take a break and learn how to be a non-athlete for the first time in my life and focus on studies. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I'm yeah. trying to do a lot with journalism. I'm part of multiple journalism outlets at Michigan state and Spartan yep. sports report impact 89. You Hope jump Hope. on the ML solo Detroit, right? Oh yeah. Occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Mike yeah, whenever always, ML needs me. No, me yeah. But he, yeah. But he just, yeah. Occasionally he even lets you talk which is, you know, something Once for in him. A while. Yeah, no, well, he's like that with everybody. He doesn't discriminate. He's He likes to hear his own voice, and and that's how it goes. All right, look, um, 
let's let's get into the real reason you're on the podcast today. I mean, of course, we wanted to have you, but you you told me when we were in the studio the other day for the Soul of Detroit that you'd read a column that I'd written about the Big Ten letting uh, you know not letting but going after USC and UCLA and bringing them into the Big Ten fold, and you did not like what I'd written, and you said I'm coming on your podcast because I want to destroy you with this idea. Come, let me let me say my piece. So. I had, uh, before I get into, okay, let me just set this up real quickly. I don't mind it at all. I, to me, I'll just summarize the column real quickly. To me, it's not that I, I I'm judging it. I'm making a moral judgment or saying it's good or bad one way or the other. I just feel like the college sports have been a business college football and basketball in particular have been a business for a long, long time. We've tried to pretend otherwise. And when moves like this are made, it just, it gets it more and more out in the open what it really is, which is a form of entertainment. For the, for the millions and millions of people out there. And I'm not saying the experience for the student athletes, but that was kind of the point of my column. You have a very different idea, so have at it. Well, I've always been a person, I mean, you kind of mentioned this um, last week, but it was saying that I like to travel to sports. I like to go to Ohio for the weekend, drive down with my friends, stuff like that. How am I going to do that if we're playing in California? How are parents of the athletes going to do that if they're playing in California? How, like, what am I going to do? There's, I've always known the Big Ten to be Midwest, East Coast, and just like this part of the country. And we've always been in these like power five divisions. Why is the Pac-12 not good enough anymore for USC and UCLA? Isn't it supposed to be another power five division? And then on top of that, moving, like, for the athletes that aren't, like, football, basketball, hockey, like, how are you going to do it with track athletes? Where's the budget for them to travel out to California? Where's the budget for the rowers to travel out to California? I know we barely had a budget to get enough buses to travel us anywhere, let alone a new boat, new equipment. All that stuff had already been cut. We'd been fundraising for that on our own. How are you going to send us out to California multiple times a year? No, it's a, it's it's a very fair question. So, how did you get the Lincoln? Did you take a bus or Rutgers? So, um, we took a bus everywhere we went. We never flew, not even. Um, we drove to Ohio a lot because a lot of times they do regattas where it's two or three teams at a time. So, Ohio State would be the host, but it would be us, Rutgers, and Ohio State. So that way, we could meet up at a middle point. But there's no middle point for California. Uh, yeah, Bozeman. I don't know. <laughs> Denver. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> so how many other sports are bus only travel? Pretty much anything that's not volleyball, basketball, football. Hockey. Most of them are. Yeah, hockey. Um, I think gymnastics. Anything where... They, anything under 10 or 10 hours or under, they try to bus. So when you say, so for our listeners, when you say 10 hours under, so the NCAA limits how often or how much student athletes can practice in a given week. And it's 20 hours to my, right. It's, I think it's still 20 yeah. hours. So you're talking about sports that limit it to 10 hours as opposed to 20 hours. Well, no travel wise, like, anything Oh, tra- oh my, my, I'm sorry. Well, if you can drive 10 hours, then it's, Oh, okay. Then you're going to be driving 10 hours. Yikes. So, well, Omaha, or excuse me, Lincoln is kind of past 10 hours. Well, it's right at the cutoff, right? I know tennis still buses out there. Do they really? 
Mm-hmm. It, I guess it depends on the traffic in Chicago because that trip can take up to up to twelve. I know that I have a friend, Luke Bayless. He's on the tennis team from Metro Detroit area. They he told me that they drove all the way out to Nebraska, played a game in Nebraska, and then drove all the way to Wisconsin, did another match in Wisconsin, then stopped in Illinois, did a match in Illinois, and then drove home. So just you, so they could hit it all in one go and save money. So you have to love your sport to be able yeah, to, to mean, be a full-time student and to spend that kind of a time on a bus. Well, yeah, I, every weekend I was spending 10 hours on a bus there and back when I'd go to Bloomington, I was constantly in Indiana doing stuff and it would be 10 hours or five hours down, five hours back every weekend. And you'd leave Friday and then you'd come back Sunday and you'd got to go to classes the next day. Like, well, that's just how it is. So the scenario I would imagine would be that you, you're not going to play. You're not going to compete against UCLA and UC USC and some of these sports. If it, right. The, if it's the bus, if you got the, that bus or our budgets are just going to get cut. Like the budgets for all the smaller sports teams, just all right. Well, you're not going to get gear this year. You're not going to get as much coaching. Like they're going to let coaches go something. Cause we have to play those conferences. But what do you, what do you think about that? I mean, do you, I'm curious what you think about the right to some of these sports to exist because as we all know, football and basketball, unfortunately drive the train, the the money train a lot, but I'm curious what what your perspective is. Well, it's all about equal opportunity. I would have never gotten my scholarship. I would have never gone to Michigan state if it wasn't for rowing. And I love Michigan state. It's my home. I wouldn't want to go to any other school. And I think about all those people, like there were girls on our team from Austria, Australia, New Zealand, the UK, like from all over the world who came to Michigan State because of sports. And sure, it's not the sport that everyone watches, but it's giving people an opportunity to experience something new and bringing more people into the university. So yes, it might not be making a lot of money, but it's still making the university money by having more students from all over the world. You can charge out of students from out of the country way more than you can students who live in state so they're not getting scholarship monies then if they're coming well some of them are a lot of them do but it's still you're getting your voice out there to people in other countries like i have a friend who's on the field hockey team from the netherlands how many people from the netherlands know about michigan state no it's and a good now question. all these people in the netherlands are watching michigan state field hockey because Kimmy is on the field hockey team now. Well, that's 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 a good point. But speaking of the Netherlands, let me let me sort of offer up a counterpoint. My my neighbors, um, one of my neighbors, are from Amsterdam, and I'm I'm trying to maybe we talked you and I maybe talked about this recently. I can't remember. Forgive me, but they are big soccer fans, cycling fans, as you would imagine. What they find very curious and do not understand about the way we structure our, our society in terms of sports as universities is that they're attached to each other, right? Like if you want to row or, or play tennis or whatever in the Netherlands and you're 18, you go do it at a club. You, and you still go and you want to go to university as they would say over there, you go, but you, you, you find a club to do that at, and it's not attached to the, to the university. They, they separate it out and they just are very confused by, by our model. And maybe because of some of the issues you're, you're talking about right now. I, mean, I think a big part of like doing it for a university is being part of something bigger. 
just like going and playing sports at the Olympics is about being part of something bigger. Like, sure, you can play volleyball at a club all day long, but playing for your school means a lot more to you. No, no, it, it does. And I, under, I understand that point. The problem is, you're right, the, the, the funding. And, and I would make, and I've thought about this a lot, over, you know, the last uh, several years as money's become more and more part of the discussion, which I think is good because it's always been about money on some level, at least with the, the, the football and basketball. But I, I wonder, you're talking about scholarships and bringing other people. I mean, is it, what if we... Yes, sports is one way to bring people in, but there are a lot of other ways to bring people to universities that maybe not be able to afford it with scholarship monies in general. I mean, they're, they're, they're big, tough questions, right, that as a society we need to kind of figure out what we're trying to, to do as universities. And that's not – I'm not being critical of rowing or anything. I, I think that's you're, – you're absolutely right. That's a, that's a, it's great to be part of something larger. Very few things other than sports can teach you that in a way, right? The, the, yeah. the teamwork it's not just football it's any kind of team no and i agree like i always wanted to be an athlete from the moment i was like two years old i remember going to michigan state football game pointing down at the field and saying, mom i want to be like them and then once i got to do that it was just like one of those like full circle moments like i remember standing on or sitting at the start line of my first ever race and just hearing Michigan State being called and realizing, oh, that's me. It's not just the team I cheer for anymore. It's like a very different experience than just going to Michigan State. Because now I've experienced being a student athlete and a, just a regular student. And being a student athlete definitely has um, some perks that aren't very like obvious. It's just a really cool way to know you're a part of supporting a big school and putting your name out there forever. Like if you Google my name, the first thing to come up is my rowing stats. That's pretty cool. Well, it is cool. And it, it speaks to identity and you, you bring, you give us, you leave us a lot, not leave us, but you bring up a lot of things that we need to, you really need to think about. And when I wrote the column, I was just thinking about basketball and well, football mainly. And just the, the sort of, I feel like there's a lot of hypocrisy out there. I feel like we, we've tried to pretend there's an innocence and a purity and the amateur status with, with these student athletes that have been the engine of billions of dollars for years and years and years and years. And it's not, and it, it's, it's not, I mean, I guess it is sustainable. Look at what just happened with the expansion of the TV, but it's not, um, I think there's a lot of unease with it and there has been for a long, long time. And, and I like that the expansion is forcing more of this out into the, the conversation and forcing us, I hope to get real about some of the things, but what you're talking about is also, is also true, and if we're talking about equal opportunity or you know other folks to um, other you know students and interested in other sports to get a chance to come campus to come to campuses across this country and do exactly what you're saying, then then maybe we need to rethink football and basketball in terms of, I mean I don't know maybe the locker rooms in in basketball or football shouldn't be quite what they are. Maybe there should be a little bit more of a Spartan level, no pun intended, existence. And we spread some of that around. If that's the end goal to take as many young people as we can and right. And then maybe, and yeah. I don't know, then maybe the football and basketball people that are so good that can go straight, maybe they need to go to the G league. Maybe the NFL needs to figure something out for the people that are NFL level players and not um, put it on the universities to figure out for student athletes at like you. Yeah. 
No, I agree with that. But I think the NCAA has a lot of work to do. They're, they've been saying for years, it's all about equal opportunity, Title IX, all this stuff. And it's very, very clear that that's not what's been going on for years. And I think the NCAA has to fix some things. If It's okay if you want to support football, basketball, whatever. Like, that's fine. I love going to the football games. I love going to the basketball games. I love going to hockey games. But you can't say it's fair when it's clearly not. And I think the NCAA has something to – needs to say something and fix something if they're going to continue to say that. Well, and it's not just the NCAA. When we say the NCAA, we talk about like it's a monolithic. The NCAA is is our university system, right? It's made up of presidents – who run who run our, our universities? So you know, it's it's us really. We say the NCAA, but it's really our society. Look, uh, Kalina, this is a lot to think about. You make a lot of great points, um, but we need to take a break. And we're going to speaking of football and basketball, and uh, we're going to come back. And you, you like going to games? We're going to come back and talk about drinking and whether we should be able to to take alcohol into these stadiums because there's a there's a house uh, house and senate bill right now that would allow us to do do just that. So we will be right back with more. Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean, and uh, we'll get into some drinking. Hello, I'm Phil Friend, the host and producer of Spartan Speak, a podcast collaboration between the Detroit Free Press and Lansing State Journal focusing on Michigan State sports. Each week, I'm joined by the OGs of the MSU podcasting game, freak beat writer Chris Laurie and LSJ sports columnist Graham Couch, as we discuss and dissect the latest sports news coming out of East Lansing. Not only is Spartan Speak one of, if not the longest-running MSU sports podcast out there, you won't find a show with two people as clued into the Spartans as Chris and Graham, each of whom have spent a decade-plus covering MSU and bring years of institutional knowledge and insight to the podcast. And once in a while, they'll let me throw out a take as well. Along with discussing the latest news, we'll break down the Spartans' last game in the hardwood and the gridiron. What went right? What went wrong? Jet sweep. Again? For both Mel Tucker and Tom Izzo, get you ready for the next game, make predictions, and so much more. We can also guarantee at least one reference to Kalamazoo every podcast. So if you haven't already, download, subscribe, and listen to Spartan Speak on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on your podcast app of choice. Welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Uh, Carlos is obviously not here. You can probably tell by um, all the cogent, an insightful conversation that's actually finally taken place, you know, six, eight months or however long this uh, podcast is, is begun. No, no, no. We love Carlos. And we hope he's uh, not going to get into trouble and in wherever he is up in Northern Michigan. Um, Andrew, that was, uh, you know, that, that was fun. A lot to think about, but we're going to, we're going to pivot here with Kalina Anise, our, our, our co-host today, our guest co-host rather Michigan state uh, rising junior. Uh, you know what? What the heck with that? I'm just going to say junior. Yeah, she's going to be a junior. She's going to be a junior in six weeks. Well, I'm still doing summer yeah, classes. It hasn't five... quite ended yet, but almost. Oh, okay. All right. Well, still. All right. And uh, yeah, student athlete, rower, podcaster, future journalism, uh, you know, difference maker. How about that? Look, we, we just had a, a, an interesting discussion about all the, the difficulties with the non-revenue sports versus football and basketball and maybe occasionally hockey at some schools. We want to stay in, uh, in, in that way with, with, college, with college football and basketball, specifically related, as we mentioned uh, and teased out earlier, to drinking. Kalina, what do you think that you're finally going to be able to not have to sneak a flask in there? Are you old enough to drink, by the way? 
I will be in October. This is coming. Okay. Football season. Okay. So what do you think about the possibility you're not going to have to sneak a flask? You and your friends are no longer going to have to sneak liquor into the stadium. Well, I think it's going to be a huge, like, benefit to our safety. Because I know a lot of people will binge drink before they go in, try to sneak alcohol in and get kicked out of the stadium. This way, you can slowly drink at your tailgate and then continue drinking at the game so you're not binge drinking you're not getting stupid drunk stupid fast this way you can just go up to the in the concourse buy a beer and go sit down and enjoy the game and not get so drunk that you don't remember it but get drunk enough that it's more enjoyable when you lose yeah i i, I think it's we should, of course we should be able to go drink in a stadium or not kindergartners right we've it, it it goes back to this idea of why people are so upset about big tenix expansion beyond all the practical and real questions that you raised in the in the first segment but just it's a romanticism about what college sports are right and there's some kind of innocence and purity i've heard uh, from people to the column that i wrote a couple of weeks ago but just in general just all this discussion i mean i know geography is a part of it and tradition and all of that but but look the game day experience is not going to change at all right there's still going to be a band there's still going to be school colors fight songs singing all of that none of that's going to change you know in terms of in terms of expansion so it's more of an ideal to me kalina that we're we're clinging to where we want to romanticize this uh this innocence when in fact if you're if you're drinking age right you should be able to drink in a stadium and mo- a lot of the stadiums are I mean, older alums in there anyway you that's, can that's drink my if perspective you're in a suite why can't you drink if you're just in the stadium? No, it's, so it's like the Coliseum, right? So it's even more elitist yeah. than I thought. You can drink if you're in a yeah. suite. And who's in those suites? I don't think we need to actually spell Rich that out. Donors. Wink, 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 right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's in the suites? And then I don't know how the schools in the UP have been doing it, but my brother's been drinking at hockey games since the beginning of his – he goes to Michigan Tech. They've always – yeah, in Houghton, games, right? Games. Yeah, in Houghton. Same with I've, Northern. I've been, to a, I've been to a game there. Yeah, you can drink up there so you don't kill yourself. I mean, so it's yeah. like a, uh, you know. It's, it's a, how it's you a, stay a, warm. Yeah, it's a community service. It's a it's a public service of being allowed to drink up there. But, I mean, if they're already doing it, why can't we do it? It just makes sense. And that's, it's a big help to, like, public safety and not having to worry about kids binge drinking and killing themselves over football because they want to be drunk while they watch the game. Well, you know how this country is sometimes. We we eschew uh, what's practical and real and what's probably good for most people in favor of some, again, ideal because we want to we want to hold on to something that probably isn't real in the first place. But uh, because we you know we know kids are sneaking in liquor, right? They're doing it at high school games too, but we we know they're doing it at college games. Mm-hmm. And I mean, right? it's also revenue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That'll yeah. pay yeah, for, for sure. us going to UCLA and all that stuff. It's more money. <laughs> yeah. So that's the ticket. We're gonna we're gonna tax, you know, all the. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they'll just sell beer, right? They're not gonna they're not gonna sell Cosmopolitans. That'd be fun. Or, uh, or that would be <laughs> a <laughs> Moscow mule at the football game. Oh, you want a Moscow? I think I think at Washington uh, University of Washington. I've been to a few University games of, okay. over at Hus. Yeah, University of Washington over at Husky Stadium. I believe they actually sell like small like cans of wine. And so because it's a very the the Pac-12 crowd is very different from yeah, you know, I grew up in Big 12 country so like you know, Big 12 
SEC. What does that even mean? You got You got to say the schools anymore. You can't just say a group. Okay, so I went to games. That, that could be Hawaii. <laughs> or or BYU. Um, so, yeah, yeah. so when I was at KU and K-State, they just started uh, selling alcohol at the games. But there would be a cutoff like maybe midway through the third quarter. Um, but at Washington, there was kind of the same thing. But they were selling wine in addition to beer. So it was very fascinating to see somebody, you know, with a small can of wine, you know, getting loud and getting rowdy during a third and six where Cal is, you know, trying to get across midfield. And you're like, I remember being at a at a game where an entire row was passing a handle of fireball and, you know, now I'm seeing this this man and this woman with, you know, just, you know, small cans of wine in their hand. And I'm like, there are very fascinating ways to consume alcohol watching a football game. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's very fascinating. I'm not sure that's fascinating. It, I'm not, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe you're, you're sociologically, you're speaking, I understand it. Kalino, I mean, that would go well at Michigan, right? Wine. <laughs> that's the, that's the stereotype. Well, that's the cliche. I don't know what the cliche is. Annoying, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. Annoying, annoying. Okay, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's okay, so clearly your favor, uh, and, and it makes a sense, and we, hopefully the, the bill will be signed, or passed, and, uh, and signed, and, and, uh, we can act like adults and quit pretending, and that would be great. Speaking of, speaking of Michigan, so why do you hate Michigan? I mean, I was raised to hate Michigan. I've been a state So fan. is that what it was? Yeah. Well, yeah, the moment I was born, I was put in a Michigan State onesie, and I knew my place. So you had no choice. So you were indoctrinated, so to speak, as some folks like to. Uh, that, that's a word we hear a lot these days. You were yeah. indoctrinated. But I mean, you it's not no- like I ever grew up and was like, you know what? Michigan is, I still think they're better than Michigan State. Like I never, I've always loved state. Um, I hate going to Ann Arbor. I don't like the city. And it's not just because I'm a Michigan State fan. Like I've been to Ann Arbor plenty of times. And I don't get Why it. do you keep going back if you hate it? I got to watch games. How am I supposed to watch a hockey game at Yoast if I'm not at Yoast? Okay, you probably secretly love Yoast as an arena. It's weird. You can't see anything. You don't like the character and the brick and the steel girders and so on and so forth? No. no? I'd rather go to Jenison. Jenison Fieldhouse is beautiful. Yeah, for basketball. No, no, right. Magic Johnson played there. I get it. So you like your particular history nobody else's. Okay. I see how that goes. So why don't you like Ann Arbor? Is it because the Michigan's here? Or is, is it because really confusing? Like I, the reason I love East Lansing is it's campus, street, bars. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Ann Arbor, it's yeah. campus, restaurant, bookstore, campus. Like everything's all over the place. You don't know where. Oh, anything. they have books in Ann Arbor, do they? Is that why you don't like it? We have books in East Lansing. <laughs> darn, darn those Ann Arbor people in their books. I know that's that's terrible. Their libraries here too. Well, I guess, but you know, it's just everything is in. There's no like logical reason. Like last time I went to the city, my brother and I were going to a Michigan Tech U of M hockey game, and we had a bunch of time to kill before the game, so we just started walking around, and we were instantly just like, "Where the hell are we? Like, I don't know where I am anymore." Because we just get lost in that city. So you're so... in lack of internal compass is really why you don't like Ann Arbor at all. Mm. 
it's not the. I greatest. mean, by the way, where where Yost is, it's off State Street, and it's a kind of a yeah. resident. If you if you go east from Yost and cross over, you're in a residential neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And if you if you go west, you're in the middle of all the athletic complex. And you go north, you eventually get back up, kind of into the. There's a little bit of a student area and back up to campus, but you know maybe it's just. Um, integrate a little bit more the, the way it's laid out because the city itself is on other than a couple of streets is on a nice little grid yeah know, i just don't like how like the downtown university doesn't have a clear like you know where the start of machine state starts because it's like so you want to you want to be by yourself so to speak up in east lansing you, you you like the fact that michigan state is above and looks down on the rest of its community yeah is that is that what you're saying you yeah. want separate, you want special treatment. You want to be recognized as not of the place you're living in. Whereas in Ann Arbor, you it don't like it because it's easier to get Michigan. To class. Oh, okay. You know I what see. I mean? Like you're not like running like 12 blocks. You just walk straight through campus and there's like nowhere else to go because you're not going to end up in downtown Ann Arbor and then somewhere random. And then, oh, wait, there's 18 other buildings that are private businesses. Oh, here's my school. I see. So it's not that you don't like hippies. I'm not a fan of hippies either, but that's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just curious. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty funny that uh, you've never in your life thought, okay, there's something decent about Ann Arbor. Mm-mm, never. No, never. never like not the... once. Then. So your dad, so your, your pops and your, and your mom did their job. Yeah. My parents they got wanna... married in East Lansing. That's how much they love East Lansing. And for our listeners, you can't see, but Kalina's coming from a studio. You're at home for the summer, right? In your, your, your parents' house? Just this week. Just this week. Okay, so you're, you're in your parents' house. You're in your dad's office. Let me paint the picture. Behind your, uh, your left shoulder is a giant green Spartan banner. And originally, I thought maybe you put that up just so we could see this. Maybe you thought that we were going to be live like we are on Solo Detroit when there was a video component of this podcast. No, we're not that vain over here. We, don't, we, we can handle just the audio. But I'm just, you know, painting the picture here. You're surrounded by Spartan paraphernalia, aren't you? Yep, always. Always have, always will. We have gotten a little better. There are some Michigan Tech things around for my brother to help his ego a little bit, but. Michigan State will always be my family's number one sports team. By the way, I've been to a hockey game up at Michigan Tech. It's it's great. I was up there for a week for a story, and yeah, no, it's a hockey culture up there is is really fun. All right, so um, speaking of Michigan, okay, that that's fine. Let's let's talk about you're in the journalism program at Michigan mm-hmm. State. You're minor in sports. You're hoping to be broadcast because you you know don't want to you can't sit still long enough to write a sentence, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, what this is a judgment free zone. Carlos is not here today. So um what do you think about this idea? Because I know you've heard it up at Michigan State. What do you think about this idea that there is a quote blue wall with the Detroit media regarding how they cover Michigan and Michigan State football and basketball primarily? I have never really noticed it. I don't know if it's because I don't pay attention when they talk about Michigan, but I've always just kind of assumed that it was fair and equal. I've never really tried to like make something out of it, which I can see people trying to make something that there isn't there just because people want drama. They want to hear, Oh, well they only talk about Michigan. No one cares about Michigan state. Oh, little brother, little brother, whatever. 
but I've never noticed it. it. I also live in East Lansing where we don't talk about Michigan because no one cares about Michigan sports there. <laughs> so, and I work for Spartan Sports Report and I'm always covered Michigan State sports. Everyone around me covers Michigan State sports. I never really hear about Michigan unless we're beating them. So. Oh, I like that. Well, so, so you don't have friends, colleagues, uh, fellow students that talk, or, you know, your parents that talk about a blue wall. You, you, you've heard talk about a blue wall, right? I've heard you talk about it. You've never heard anybody else up there talk about it. No. You're so in your bubble. Everyone who is part of the sports community, whether it's journalism or not, we all worry about writing for ourselves. And like, no one really, like, we're constantly reading other press and stuff, but it's, we're trying to find out more about the other teams we're playing against so we can write properly about our school. So I've never really thought of it as a blue wall, it's more of it's just, information what that a, we need in order to write what about, articles what about this idea of the, the the spartans having kind of a chip on their shoulder you know the whole i mean predates the little brother comment from my car but i remember uh, tom Izzo told me one time this is a while ago this is when he had a run of beating michigan thoroughly for a long time you know twice a year once a year if they played once a year and he's like i've been beating them and he said it in a much more colorful language i've been beating them for a decade and i still can't get the you know the hearts and minds of uh of of parts of the 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 state he wasn't directly talking about the media but even he would sometimes joke about it that way but he just he had that you know of course he's from the obviously from the up but he he has talked before about what do we have to do you know why why do we hold that block him up there in a way and, uh, and, you know, I've just, I've known a lot of people that, I mean, I have a son that goes to Michigan state. I've known a lot of people that are at state for a long time or, or went to state or love state. And you just hear this thing with Michigan in that way. I mean, I feel like, especially this past year, I've heard a lot more about Michigan state than Michigan just because of Mel Tucker. He is insane. He is one of the highest paid coach in the NCAA he brought Michigan state from a team that was known to lose every game to a team that has won almost every single game. So, I mean, this past year, especially, I feel like it's pretty even if not Michigan state even had a little bit more press than U of M. Cause you, well, I would agree with that. that. That's very rational of you. I mean, I, I think that's factually true. Although Michigan did have a run, you know, right to the playoff and they got a lot more coverage at the end of the year because of that. Well, yeah, and that's, well, that's kind of, how it should be. Michigan State's not playing exactly. anymore. Well, well, they were in a bowl game, but yeah, no, you you go to where you make a new, you make a news judgment on um, where the news is, right? Mm-hmm. Or where you think more what more people are going to read in a particular. But it's not like we cover one over the other as much as. But there are choices that have to be made, and there's decisions that have to be made. I don't know. Maybe it's because Michigan was dominant for so long and fo- well, not for so long, but had a dominant stretch in football. Maybe well, that that's where it started before D'Antonio took over and then he flipped it. Maybe that's where it started. I'm not sure. I don't, I know it's harder for you guys because Detroit is re- pretty much in the middle of the two and you got to pick a side like to report on, but like living in East Lansing, that's all we hear about is Michigan state. I don't hear anything about U of M like the Lansing journal, city pulse, even I mean, obviously the news like programs that me and my friends write for, that's obviously going to be all Michigan State sports. Like unless it's playoffs, we don't write about anything else besides Michigan State sports. So, I mean, the free press is a little different, though. I feel like you got to be a little more 
unbiased. But yeah, we don't we don't pick sides. We have yeah. we have reporters that cover beat reporters for both programs, and as columnists, we try to split it. You know, make sure we're covering both. I guess if one team's really struggling and the interest wanes a little bit, we might go to the team that's not. But well, yeah, it's not because it's Michigan or Michigan State. That's just a news. That's just a news decision. It's just whatever's. Yeah. Most interesting. If Michigan State's on a run, you're going to write about Michigan State. If U of M's on a run, you're going to write about U of M. It's just that's what we try to do. That's or just hate both do. of them equally. Oh, like Andrew. There, there's Andrew. Yeah, the KU guy. They, you know, come from the middle of the country and hate. K, hate K, you know, I, I went both. to KU and K State, so I understand an in-state rivalry. Um, it's it's fascinating because the way you're describing them, it's like, oh yeah, it's like Michigan State is Kansas State and Michigan is KU because there's this. I not Ivy League, but there is this regalness that Michigan people and KU people carry that they are the quote unquote, we are the school that represents the state. And I've always respected Michigan State fans and and the culture because it's just like, dude, nobody cares. (laughs) And it's like, and, and when Michigan State beats Michigan, it's like, oh, you're the you're the you're the flagship school. Oh, neat, neat. Um, you see that scoreboard up there? Yeah, we beat you guys again. So the fact that you know, I look at it like Mel Tucker has beat Jim Harbaugh two years in a row, and you add that on top of the embarrassing kind of runs that Michigan's had as of late. You know, mixed with Michigan State success, and it's just kind of like. It's it's so fascinating to see that I wouldn't say that, that there's a persecution complex, but there's just kind of like this. Hey guys, no, there it's is. It's like no, you're there in is. a good spot. You don't have to feel like you need to compare yourself or have this built-in paranoia. But it's fun. It, yeah, oh, I mean, oh, oh, but it's, it's fun, Andrew. It, and it, that, it keeps them moving. It's fun. It, 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 it keeps their yeah. Blood no, it's fun. It's, it's what makes rivalries uh, yeah. so fun and. Um, yeah, it's, it's part of it. Well, listen, Kalina, we need to take one more break, uh, and then we will come back with our, our favorite thing. I think uh, hopefully you have one. Um, who knows? Maybe it's that you're on this show. I, I, I hope know. so. I mean, that, could be, that could be the highlight of your week or the month. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, we'll find out. Look, we will be right back with more Free Press Sports with Carlos Sushant. My name is Kerry Jr. The second. I'm a podcast producer and reporter with the Detroit Free Press. And now the host of Freep's new weekly podcast, On the Line. Our job is to understand the issues and the people that the issues affect in our state and region and tell the news. I want Detroiters, I want Michiganders, I want Metro Detroiters to hear themselves and maybe get a sense of peace in this podcast. Maybe not in the topics we're covering, but in the sense that we're the Detroit Free Press. And you can come here to know what's happening and trust that we're going to tell the truth, give you the facts, and do it authentically. We're going to give you the voices that are in those areas, whether it be in Owasso, whether it be in Petoskey, whether it be in Birmingham, Warren, Gross Point, Southwest Detroit. You know, we're going to give you what it sounds like to be there. So every Friday in your feed, wherever you get your podcast, when you press play, we want this podcast to sound like home. We want it to sound like Michigan. We want it to sound like Detroit. I think that's all I got. So let the journey begin. Welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Uh, Carlos is not here to uh, give us his favorite thing, which is you know probably good. Um, 
because you know this is a 50 minute hour long podcast not a two hour long podcast so maybe we can keep it in there this week by the way andrew we have not mentioned anjanette delgado um i hope we're not going to get in trouble for that um you you never get in trouble for it i'm the one who gets in trouble for it so okay okay um you know now that we've mentioned her i am i believe that i will be back next week okay to, good uh, good good guys out good 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 kalina anjanette is uh she's the executive producer of the podcast and is a big muckety muck at the free press and throws her weight around. And, you know, she's, I guess she's fine in, in, in theory. I don't know. I've never actually met her um, or spoken to her. No, that's not true. But I, uh, we try to mention her at some point in the podcast and we went a little long this, you know, just, you know, to make sure that we can keep doing the podcast, you know, how that goes in any case, in, in any case, it is uh, okay. It's time for our favorite thing. We're going to keep these quick. And we're going to start with Andrew, who for the first time uh, on this podcast history has one. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing this week is the fact that I can actually begin the uh, somewhat long uh, list of shows and movies that I need to watch. Uh, because, Sean, as you know, uh, during the months from about August to, I'd say, maybe April, uh, we are very busy with sports, with uh, Michigan, Michigan State, and all. Yeah, nobody wants to hear our, our complaining. Come on, man. Get to yeah, nobody wants to hear about that. I know that. I know. But at the same time, uh, you don't get a chance to maybe dive into shows that or seasons of shows that you maybe have missed or or whatnot. So uh, after uh, after um, today, after well, after we're recording on a Wednesday, so I'll get some time to. Go into my list of shows that I that I'm looking forward to uh, finally watching. Um, one of those is The Bear. I think we talked about that a few weeks ago. Uh, we did. I saw the, the FX first show about FX show about a, a cook, a high end chef whose brother dies. He takes over a hot dog place. I think in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, very very. Uh, I saw the first two episodes. Very into it. Um, then we got Miss Marvel on Disney Plus, and of course, I'm actually going to start finally after the third season is over the boys on uh, amazon prime so okay great so your favorite thing is that you get to sit down and relax finally yeah. and veg yeah. out and not yeah. have to worry about a couple of schmucks and a podcast and making them trying to make them sound or, reasonable yeah but while i'm doing that i'm going to be working on college football preview stuff and just getting my own internal notes down on you know so no yeah. dude if so you're gonna watch tv done. you're gonna do your shows you're gonna do it yeah, you're not going to sit there and worry about college football. You just said I don't understand. I, I but I love college football, Sean. I can't, I can't, I can't think about Dude, it. And not worry. Take about it. a break. <laughs> Anjanette's not going to be happy if you don't actually take some time off. You can't always be working. I mean, maybe Kalina, but she's young. She can handle that. We can't. Yeah, she can handle that. Yeah, she's she she still has her youth. I wouldn't. Okay. Just, All right. I wouldn't well, that's say a, that. You you're not even old enough to drink. What do you mean you wouldn't say that? That's an oh come on. I'm old. I swear. Every day I feel like I age like another ten years. Well, if you had a little more, a little less darkness in your heart for Ann Arbor, you might feel a bit lighter. I mean, the aging it's process. It's working might in journalism. I've been bit. doing journalism since I was. You know what I mean? About fifteen years old. It's putting a toll on me. Understandable. Understand. Been in the same situation, okay. so I get All it. Right. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. All right. All right. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go next. Uh, as I met, as a reference earlier, I was out in Vegas for summer ball, uh, NBA summer league to watch Jay Nivey and Jalen Duran and some of the other young Pistons. And, um, 
and that was fun in vegas is whatever i it's not why it's my favorite thing what i enjoyed okay i enjoyed the perspective that the in this i don't want to be you know 90 years old all of a sudden and just talking about the weather but here's what i enjoyed about it uh, kalina and andrew well as a quick aside it, it was fun to go to hoover dam the the lunar the landscape out there is like being on mars it's amazing in any case it was hot it was 18 109 it's steadily by a degree or two every day i was out there for five days i think by the time i left it was 113 maybe 115 and what i what the perspective that i really uh loved was you know when you live in michigan you pine for the sun all right right it's cloudy you pine for the sun and that warmth but also just mostly the sun because it connects you up to the outside the planet in a different way than the clouds do although the clouds can be comforting in their own way out there though that sun it it doesn't go away and it's not just that heat which is oppressive in a way but it's the brightness and it's down on you and um and you start pining for clouds <laughs> or at least i did and something a little bit softer so you know the the, the landscape the mountains the desert I, from a just objective it's it's beautiful and it's spectacular and all that, but what I, but what I really loved was the appreciation for, you know, yeah, you know, the sun is great, but we don't always need the sun. Sometimes we want the clouds. Sometimes we want to just feel that, that coziness and we don't want that sun and 115 degree heat. And, um, you know, I am where I'm supposed to be. I'd, I'd rather have the cold a little bit and the clouds. So that was my favorite thing. Just a reminder that, uh, you know, just like Kalina is happy to get the reminders that she wants to be in East Lansing and never wants to step foot in Ann Arbor again. I was, uh, I enjoyed being reminded that Michigan's not so bad, you know, even if Ann Arbor is in it. So that was my favorite thing. Hmm. All right, Kalina. Well, I want to say my favorite, this is going to sound really weird. My favorite thing is that last week I was dog sitting. I was out watching chickens on a farm and, uh, I finally get to go back to work this week. I work at a little Mexican restaurant in East Lansing. I love seeing all my coworkers. It's just nice to get back to some normalcy. Uh, as much as I loved relaxing and being with the chickens and the dogs all week, it's nice to go back and see my friends again and be in my apartment and back in East Lansing. <laughs> really? Okay. Well, that's, that's yeah. nice. I, don't, I have to work. I don't like sitting around doing nothing. I feel like I'm doing nothing. So. So the chickens treated you well? Did they did they want to get petted? Did they follow you around? Oh yes. The chickens were the absolute best. I now I want chickens. When I get my own house and I have, you know, enough acres to keep some chickens. No, 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 no. Well, if you move to Ann Arbor, you can have chickens in your backyard because you're allowed to have chickens here. You're allowed to have chickens everywhere as long as you have enough space. Well, no, in a lot of cities you can't have chickens, you know. But I remember Ann Arbor had to, Ann Arbor passed local laws that allowed you to have chickens. It was a big thing because hippies really? like Hippies like natural eggs. Yeah. So, yeah. My neighbor has chickens. Yeah. That's okay. Well, you chickens know. are great. Yeah. Well, then you would like Ann Arbor because there are chickens all over Ann Arbor. No? That's not going to do it? I, told you, I don't like Ann Arbor. Okay. Okay. I, well, we tried. I'd rather try. be in Detroit or East Lansing, maybe even Grand Rapids. But Oh, maybe even Grand Rapids. No, well, Detroit's awesome, of course. Well, listen, yeah, it is. No, for sure, it is. And I, and we're just having fun about our. Well, listen, Kalina, thank you so much for joining us today and uh, for saving our show, for filling in for Carlos. I'm not sure anybody can fill his shoes, but uh, but you did. So 
It was great having you on today. Thanks. I appreciate being on. It was a fun time. Oh, good, good, good. Next time we're going to have, for all the listeners out there, for the all two listeners out there, next time we're going to have somebody from Michigan because this is an equal opportunity show, right? Right, Andrew? Yes. Yeah. We should get all, you know, everybody should have an equal opportunity to say. Yeah, we'll get fair. We'll get, we'll get a fair state student athlete in here soon, too. All right. Everybody. Can we just get a Michigan and Michigan State person on the week of that game just so we can just get an hour of them trading shot like passive aggressive shots at each other that'd be great no that we'll, would be, we'll do that. be fantastic that would be an interesting episode it would be a lot of screaming especially if i'm that person see yeah no maybe maybe we'll have aggressive. you back it's got to yeah, be like we'll midwestern passive aggressive like oh that was a that was a nice little orange bowl you had there good yeah oh oh you no, no 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 this is no we're gonna we're gonna let people go go at it man <laughs> We're going to let people go out. Well, listen, Kalina, thanks again for joining us. Andrew, thanks for uh, making this podcast possible. You thanks know, for talking. I do what I can. Not, uh, yeah. I do what I can. Yeah, no, I know you do. I know you do. So we also want to thank Kirkland Crawford, the sports editor. The previously, who's also a producer of the show, the previously mentioned Anjanette Delgado, hopefully not in trouble for waiting so long to mention her. We want to thank Peter Body, the executive editor of the Free Press. And we want to thank you for uh, taking some time to listen. You can, uh, of course, find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts, along with the Kalina's podcast, uh, Roundtable, or Roundup, excuse me, which is a Roundtable. Or you, you, I don't know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Uh, Kalina, do you have any suggestions on where else to find this? Um, you things? can always go to impact89fm.org and search my name. Anything I've ever written oh, or well, podcast to produce, anything, it'll all show up there. Well, there you go. There you go. So check that out check out clean his work uh, uh up and coming rising junior and journalist former rower student athlete um when you get to these places by the way spotify apple you know give us a rating tell us what you think uh we love your feedback in the meantime uh thanks again and we will be back with you next week <laughs>